and welcome to this edition of He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. I'm Melissa Zimmerman, and I am super happy to introduce you today to another one of my good friends. See, I told you all, I have some of the most amazing friends, and they have some of the most amazing God stories. And so today, my partner in crime here, my um, friend on my podcast is Miss Carla Mukes. And we have been friends for not very long. Correct. A uh, couple, couple of months. A couple of months. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually met in what I would consider a random God encounter. Because yes. I think God orders our steps. Yes, I would agree. And so we met at a, at a group of women who are uh, kind of boss ladies. Yeah, I like that. We're boss all, ladies. They're boss ladies, and they run their own businesses. And uh, and so it was a, a group called Conversations Over Coffee. Yes. And uh, so we met, and we just connected, and we've uh, done some things together. We're planning some big events for 2019. We hope everything pans out for that. More details later. Uh, but anyway, so Carla has this. She, she told me her story one day, and I absolutely fell in love with her story. Because if you look at her life, what you see is God. God's fingerprints all over it. Even on the days, I would think you would say, even on the days when you didn't know it was God's fingerprints, they were still there, right? Right. right okay. Right. So, Carla, tell me a little bit about you, your family. Where did you come from? What does that look like? Okay. My name is Carla Mukes, and I am married. I've been married a little over um, 29 years. It'll be 30 in March. Now, she does not look like that. You can't see her on a podcast, but she is beautiful, and she does not look Thank like that. You. So she Thank must have got married when she was like 10. <laughs> no. But okay, go ahead. And I have three beautiful children. Um, I have a son who's 24. He's in the Air Force. He lives in Italy. And then I have two beautiful daughters, one um, that's a fifth-year senior at OU, and she ran track there. Then I have another track star. Um, Morgan Mukes, and she Excuse runs, me, I just love, I have another track star. That's two track stars, in case you lost count. That's, that's two <laughs> track stars. That's what kind of got me um, to getting back to business and finding myself, Right, was these track stars. So um, she's at school at KU. She's a sophomore. So um, we're a, a retired military family. Right. And um, we live in Edmond right now. So we've traveled around some. I've seen some things, and I've seen some not-so-good things. When I was a small kid, I lived in Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. um, on the north side of Oklahoma City. And I would say I was a emancipated uh, child where, you know, I didn't like the daycare. And so I just told my mom one day, I don't want to go to the daycare anymore. And I told her I would be good at being uh, going home and letting my self in the house was at that time you call a latchkey kid. Right. And I did that for many years. But what I didn't know was that probably wasn't okay in the second grade. <laughs> you so know? you were in the second grade when you emancipated yourself. <laughs> yes. And I was I was pretty serious about it. A lot of people will say that, you know, I was a bad child and I didn't follow the rules. Well, I don't know that I always knew the rules, but I knew how to adapt in to get by. So right. that's kind of how I started out with you know, it being independent. Where was your dad in the picture? I knew who my dad was, but he was not. Um, he was not in the picture at all. My mom was a single mom. I had two younger sisters. I have a really big family here in Oklahoma City, uh-huh. and um, they were the family. They were the ones that took care of me and my mom and sisters. Right, and I think more so even in the African American community, families have a tendency to to 
be family, don't you think? Yes, As, most you know. definitely. Most definitely. A lot of times, you know, um, I was with my family, and I didn't know why I was with my family, and that was okay because I felt safe. Right. Um, a lot of times I was with my grandmother, um, and I didn't know why I was with my grandmother, but I felt safe. So it was that community uh, in it, where, you know, you have to, everybody stepped up. You know, so that's that's kind of what I grew up with. I didn't have um, that guidance that my kids grew up with. You know, I was sure. a stay-at-home mom, so my life doesn't reflect what I grew up with. Right. And so just for a second, let's just stop and talk in case we have some uh, younger girls who happen to stumble onto this podcast or are what I would say divinely directed to our podcast. What would you say to young girls who might find, who might be today in a situation where you found yourself maybe when you were 14 and 15 and 16? Would you have any like words of wisdom for them? What I would say to them would be that, you know, God has designed something for you and to look at it and draw the people who are good people and then connect. For me, was always was always in the background and I didn't know was a community church. Mm -hmm. And I went there, but I wasn't really connected. My mom at that time didn't really attend a regular church. Our family didn't at that time. Right. And so, but I went to a daycare that was kind of connected to a church. So I knew something was good. And I would just say, you know, there's school programs and um, uh, church programs um, that for you to connect in. And I just say, um, go into the, some of those programs with an open mind, open heart to, cause those people there are wanting to pour into you. That's something that really in the back of my mind, kind of, I had to learn that. I right. had to learn that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. Cause I think there are people, no matter where you're at in the world, there are always those people who are willing to support people and encourage people and, and pour into them. Uh, sometimes you just have to kind of look for them and you have to not be, and you have to be brave enough to go find them. Yes, yes, I would I would totally agree. A lot of times, you know, you want to feel isolated and that's just the devil trying to steal, kill and destroy um your you know what he's trying to do in your life. But God always has an open door. He always provides a ram in the bush, somebody there that um that's there that you can that they can help. They want to walk alongside of you. And that's one of the things you want to look for somebody not to so much so guide you because then you're trying to find yourself and everything. Right. But you want to see somebody who wants to walk alongside mm -hmm. and that you can kind of, you know, bounce some things off of. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. So uh, you made it through your teenage years. I made it through my teenage years. I, I lived in Oklahoma City, and I promise you, I felt like I went to every uh, elementary school in Oklahoma City. We moved every other year. Um, and it wasn't always my mom's father. It was also that time of where busing was really, really big. So we lived on the northwest side of town, but we were shipped all the way to like 122nd and Hefner, oh, which wow. is about a 30, 40 minute ride every day. So that's kind of um, the positive thing about it. I learned how to use the highways. Uh -huh. I knew my way around Oklahoma City pretty well because of how far we were always bused from um, elementary school to high school. When I got to high school, I went to Star Spencer High School. And, you know, then I got into community stuff. I got into, um, I didn't know, I'm just going to be a little bit more revealing about myself as a kid. That's what we want. I, I was I was very dyslexic. I'll tell you a funny story. <laughs> this is a funny story. Um, I, and dy dyslexic people are people who don't, um, 
They see letters, they float around, they mix them up. And so I get my M's and N's mixed up all the time. Okay. And so I was in this typing class. And so if I went fast, I could make the time. We used to have these time Sure, I'm not, I remember I'm those. I'm aging myself I know. Here. I re- people don't even know what typewriters are. And kids don't know what typewriters are. They don't know what that now. is. But I took shorthand in high school. Oh, So yes. I'm, I'm with you. And, okay, so... so she Google like, it she for would, you, those of you who don't yes. know what shorthand is. Google it. Yes. So <laughs> I used to always get... Uh, I could get the time, but all my spelling and everything was off. So when I would slow down, I could make... I could do the correction. I would be, it would be correct. Right. what I'm trying to say. But the timing would be awful because I had to stop at every M or N because I would always mix them up. Oh, funny. And so. That's not funny when you're having to go to it, but it's an interesting thing. Right. Funny is maybe not the best word. Well, by the second semester, we, me and the teacher, we sat down and we looked at all my papers and she said, honey, I am so sorry. I've given you all these bad grades because, you know, you kept getting something mixed up. But if we had looked at it, I could see that. You're very dyslexic. And I said, well, what is that? And I just thought I was a slow reader. Uh-huh. And she said, well, you get numbers and letters mixed up. And I said, really? She said, yes. So we that's why I started learning how to advocate for myself. And no. then I took that and I started advocating myself in other parts of my education. And then I, I started participating in more of the social clubs. Then I started... Um, trying to make a plan for what I would do in the future because, you know, at that particular time, my grades had been mediocre. Right. They weren't, I wasn't a scholar. Right. And so I was, I was kind of felt like, you know, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. But I, I, I graduated from high school and I did do some college. Mm-hmm. And in college, in high school, I met my husband. We weren't dating at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, he, um, he did, he played basketball and he did go to college and he got his associates once he got his associates, um, he decided to go into the Air Force. And Now, you graduated from Star Spencer? I graduated from Star Spencer High School. And how old were you when you met your William? You met William? We, I'm, a, I'm a year older than my husband. And I'm I five years him. older than okay. my husband. Okay. Words okay. all good. Okay. <laughs> um, we, I, I was in the 12th grade, and he was in the 11th grade. Uh-huh. And we were just very, very good friends at that time. Okay. So no friends with benefits, just friends, just friends. (laughs) There was no benefits in that one. And so he um, went to college and I went to I did go to the University of Central Oklahoma for a year and I just wasn't that good at it. Um, I didn't have any real uh, support. The family was support for supporting me for life, but I didn't have any academic support that I could relate to. So I didn't have that community that I was talking about earlier. Right. So. So you married Will. So I'm married. So William decided to go into the Air Force. We got married. Our first duty station was um, Greece. I love this story, y'all. This is one of my favorite stories she tells. <laughs> so we cannot do this podcast if she doesn't tell this story. Okay, I'll so tell you the story. So I didn't even know where Greece was. I did have to get a map. I did have to look it up. And I, I was like, okay. So I found where Greece was. At that time, it was close to the Desert Storm War. Or, and so he went ahead of me, and then they said it was okay for me to come. But in actuality, they had canceled those orders, but back in that time, we didn't have cell phones and computers, so you would just have to land there. And they said, well, you're here, so we're going to keep you. So then he said, okay, it's safe for you to come over. So we had this four-month honeymoon just on the island of Greece, but... I mean, like, was, how bad can that be? How bad really, can it be? Right? It, it was good, but you know, I'd never been out of the country before at uh-huh. that time, and I was still pretty green. <laughs> and all the different, you had to learn how to get around. You had to learn how to, um, 
you know, make friends. Learn you some of the language. Learn a little bit of the language and stuff like that. So I did that. I had a little small job on the base. And then when the assignment team came, they asked us, they gave us four choices. They said you could pick from Spain, Holland, Turkey, or Germany. And so I didn't know where. I thought U.S. We should go back to U.S. But I thought we were going to get a station in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm, by this time, I'm ready to come back home. Well, William said, well, we had a good friend, and she lived in Holland, and he thought that would be a great place for us to go. And I said, okay. So I'm thinking we're going to pack up and put ourselves on a plane and go to Holland. Well, that didn't happen. <laughs> We, he said, well, I met somebody in finance, and they said we should drive. And I'm thinking, there's no way to drive because there's some islands. There's not a way to drive it. So he said, well, we're going to buy a car. We bought a car that was a stick, and I didn't know how to drive an automatic or a stick at that time, so I had to learn that while I was overseas. And then there were a lot of hills, and I didn't <laughs> I was afraid, a lot of cliffs. I was very <laughs> afraid. But I learned to do a little bit because I knew I had to dri- learn to drive a little bit. Then, um, so we get ourselves together. We buy a car. We put the car on a ferry. Well, here's the number one thing. I don't swim at that time. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, we're, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sink for sure. Well, how do you put cars on a, sh- on a ship? It's not working. Right, right. So, so we put the car on the ship. It takes a two-day um, ferry ride to Italy. Were you guys on the ferry for two days? Yeah, for two days. Was it like a hotel ferry? Um, eh, not quite a hotel you ferry. You didn't have to sleep in your car, did you? No, we didn't sleep in our car. We did have a room. We okay, didn't have a room. okay. We did. That's, we did. A pretty good bo- that's a pretty good-sized boat, though, right? Yeah. Pretty good-sized ferry. It's, it's huge. Yeah. And so, but we did see the Mediterranean, and I've been exposed to so much more than what I ever thought. It is absolutely beautiful. It's worth going and One of these days seeing. I'm going there. One of these days. You got to go. So we get to Italy. It's it's about 3, 2.30, 3 o'clock. And now we're ready. We've got our maps. We've got the car. We're, you know, we're ready to roll. So here's the number one thing. Now, remember, I haven't been exposed to a lot, so I don't know how to read a map. But William says, oh, no, don't worry about it. We're going to go city to city. Right, because we didn't have Google Maps on our phones, no GPS, no right. smartphones, nothing back that day. You had a paper Rand McNally almost, right? Right. And so with that... Google that one too, y'all. Yeah. With that map, it's an American map. So it has English words on it and, you know, like the different cities. So it starts out good. We're going, he says, find this city. I find the city. We drive that far. Find this city. We find that city. So we're going through Austria. We get up to Germany. And then we're going to stop for the night. So we stop for the night. The other couple, there was another couple with us. They stay, stay they, they're going to stay in Germany. Uh-huh. When they stay in Germany, we're going to get on the road and we're going to take the rest of the way, three hours max to Holland. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I really got to read this map now. So we're looking at the map, and so we're going city to city, and William says, find the city of Osfart. And I'm like, Osfart. I was like, oh, I can't find it. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, we are, we're lost for sure. It's it. This is it. We're done. So he, I, I said, no, I don't see Osfart, but I see the next city. So we go to the next city, next city. Then we get to Holland. He says, Carla, there's a big city called Hewitt. And I was like, Hewitt, Hewitt. I was like, oh, I don't see it. I'm like, okay, we're lost for sure again, <laughs> again, again. So Holland is a big city, kind of like um, Washington, the state of Washington. It's got big, big, big trees, and it's just a beautiful place to be. 
we can't see the road for the trees most of the time. So we're looking for the base, and we can't find the base. And we got the, he said, Carla, we're lost because you couldn't find the city of Osford. You couldn't find the city of Hewitt. And I'm just like, okay, I give up. I don't, <laughs> Clearly, I don't know how to read a map. I don't know how to read a map. And it's in what language? It's in, du- it's in, in German, Dutch. and it's in Dutch. Okay, I'm, we're, we're done. It's, <laughs> I speak English. Right. And so, you know, it's either like we either laugh or cry. Okay, so this point we're crying. I'm, I'm just crying because, I mean, I was like, who am I going to call? Do I stop? There's no phone. I don't even know how to call home. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so frustrated. So we find our way. We pass the base entrance four times. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because remember, we can't tell the road for the trees. Right, right. So now we see that, you know, we find the entrance. We get to the hotel. We call our friends. They come over. They say, how was the trip? We say, oh, it was awesome. And they say, well, um, did you have any difficulties? She's like, yeah, we couldn't find these big cities. And they said, well, what were the cities? You should have just had a straight shot. We said the city of Osford and the city of Hewitt. And they said, Osford, Hewitt. Oh, and then they bust out laughing. They said, oh, those are exits. That's the name of what an exit is yeah. in German and in Dutch. So then that made us feel better. We still got lost the next time we went out. So so y'all were looking for cities, and actually you were looking for the equivalent of the word exit. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's but, pretty cool. But you made it to the you we, made it to We the made base. it. We made it to the base. We lived there for a little over three years. We, you know, we were a young couple. We had a lot to learn. We, I didn't know. This is one of the things that Melissa was talking about was a God thing. When we got married, I actually kind of feel like I did it right. Uh Something right. Uh Um, We had done some premarital counseling, and our premarital counselor was an older gentleman at a church that my husband grew up at. And he said, you know, these are some tools you're going to need later. And people say that, but you don't know what it means. Right. And so, you know, we kind of stored those. Well, we needed the tools. That's awesome. And those tools were just to learn how to communicate, how to love each other better, just some basic things. And we didn't know. We didn't know what those things looked like, you mm-hmm. know. So we did, as a young couple, you know, I was, I wasn't a perfect wife. He you weren't. A, no. Oh, tell say me say it in so <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could say it wasn't so. And he wasn't a, person, a perfect husband. He yeah. was a very good guy, very good natured guy. Um, you know, his parents had been married over, you know, were married over thirty years. Um, he was, you know, he was a, a middle child, great guy. I just, you know, I didn't know what it was like to live with the, uh, with the man. Right, right. I didn't know, and so here I am in a foreign country. But I thank God for the missionaries that were over in Holland at that time, and we got some counseling, and we we made it through. Mm-hmm. We traveled a lot, and at that time we didn't have kids. Mm-hmm. Then we came back to the states, and that's where we started our family. And um, you know, I I. I didn't know what I was going to be like as a mom. Right. And so when I didn't know what I was going to be like, you know, I had to look into the community again. The military community has been a really good blessing for me. And they had, like, parenting classes. That's awesome. Yeah. And I took the parenting classes. Good now, for you. I, I I had raised my sisters. You know, I babysat my sisters and, you know, basically felt like I raised my sisters because I was with them the majority of the time. But... I didn't know what parenting, you know, kind of looked like. My mom was a loving, good mom, but there's still certain skills you still have to learn. Sure. You know, and uh, we went to church over there, and and between the church and um, the military community, you know, I kind of found my way to, you know, we had our first child, then we had Mia, then we had, um, you know, um, 
our two girls. But I had to, you know, I had to go back and a lot of the lessons that I learned, I learned them from TV because that's what really was the babysitter for me. Wow. Was watching TV, mm-hmm. you know. And I thought, you know, well, these are the family shows. This is what the family looks like. And that's what you have in your head. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, you know, everything comes out good at the end of the show, right? <laughs> yeah, they wrap it all up in 30 minutes and put a bow on it. Yeah. And that's it's awesome. What, yeah, that's what I thought it was. And you know what? Life wasn't like that. I had a lot of junk in my... um in my life, and I had to learn how to put those things aside and really work on me. Uh-huh. I made a lot of mistakes. Um, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't as healthy as I should have been. I probably had some postpartum depression, and I had to get some help. Yeah, and 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 you know what? That's a good. That's a really good point. The thing that I've noticed that I've no, taken note of in your story as you tell it is. You utilized community. Yes. You got help. Yes. You weren't afraid to say, I need to learn more about something. Yes. And and that's made you be successful. So tell me a little bit about your life today. What does it look like? Well, my life today is that I'm a I'm an entrepreneur. I do a tech I have I'm a part of a technology and travel company. And I've done a lot of things. Um, and I've been pretty successful. I've done Mary Kay Pampershev, you know, insurance. I've done some of everything, and I've enjoyed those things. And no, and I've always been curious, to, uh, you know, and I've learned a lot, and I've learned a lot about personal development mm-hmm. through those businesses. And so I think that's what's made me the businesswoman I am today. Is, and I think it helped me with my family, too, is that I'm pretty good at walking alongside. So I learned the skill, and then I'm good at walking alongside of somebody else and showing them and letting them make their own mistakes as they go along, too, because I made a lot of mistakes, too. Sure. I remember having to go back. And, and redo the paperwork and, you know, go back and learn how to present in a better way. Or it may have, you know, I wanted somebody on my team, but I didn't know how to do it. Right. And I, I, it took me longer than the average person. But that's what you call personal development. Right. And, it, and personal development is not always that you get it right right away. And so now um, I have a pretty large team here in Oklahoma City. Um, we travel a lot, and I went back to my love of traveling because now that the kids are older, now we're at an empty nest, and I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. I, I was just like, okay, who's this person? Right. What does she like to do? Because you know, I didn't. I stayed in. I chose to stay at home. William and I made the decision that I would stay at home and keep the kids, and so that's how the kids were able to become the people that they became. I'm not saying everybody has to be a stay-at-home mom or anything like right, that. Right. Right. But at sure. the end of the day. Um, they got to get nurtured in a special way. Uh-huh. Um, and then what, now that I didn't have anybody to nurture, I had to go back and learn how to nurture myself. And you have been very successful at that. Well, I thank you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm you working. feel like you're successful. Yes, I do. You? I feel like I'm successful. I'm a work in progress. Right. I mean, I still see a lot of growth, mm-hmm. um, just like I encourage them to uh, grow as pe- young people. Um, when I started working on this business that I work in now, um, my daughters were the number one uh, track runners in sprints in the 400, 100, 200. So we always had to travel, and I didn't know how we were going to do that. Right. So I used this product to be able to travel with them in other states, and that's how they were able to get scholarships to OU and KU, and, you know, it's been invaluable. So I took, and then after they graduated, 
after they went to college, I had me to work on. Mm-hmm. So now I feel like I'm in my own university. <laughs> I say my hard knocks life university. Yeah, for sure. It's uh-huh. what I learned. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, as you can see, you can start out. It doesn't matter where you start out. Right. Just start. Just start somewhere. Uh, and take advantage of the gifts that God puts along the way in uh, community, in uh, people who are willing to teach you stuff, even if it's a class you have to seek out. And um, I think one of the things that I would say, I think I notice about you, can tell me if I get this wrong or not, but I think you kind of expect the best in the life, right? I really do. I mean, you know, I was praying about this this morning when we were, I was thinking about, oh my goodness, I got to go and talk about myself. But I look at the story of Esther. Uh-huh. And in that story, you know, she was what they said a beautiful average woman right. in her own right but in the path that she went God had a special plan for her at a pointed time right so it was that she was when when people started asking her to do stuff and 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 say things she had been working on herself and and at that appointed time she came forth with a plan that she, because she was connected to God. Yeah. And yeah. she was a spiritual woman. She, you know, just didn't do the first thing that people asked her to do. And I have been really praying about, you know, God, what is it that you want me to do? How can I be the best um, woman that you want me to be? And it, a lot of people look at, you know, like the Proverbs, you know, 31, uh, 31 woman. Uh-huh. And they say, oh, you know, but, you know, each one of those steps means so much. Right. You know, and so that's what where I see myself now. And, and that here's here's a nugget. This is how you know you got a good guy. Right. One of the things that William always um, asked of me, it was like to be a praying wife and to, you know, do Bible studies. Uh-huh. And so that became my mantra for when I moved to a new area. I would always get us all set up, find us a church home, and then I start. And I was always in women's Bible studies, and so that made him happy. That and guess what? That made me happy. And it made you a better person. It made me a better person. So For sure, it's that community that we, you know, that I spoke about that came back, and so connecting back into my community, getting into a ladies' Bible study, and then those steps order my steps and what I do every day in business, which is I I always pray to bless more people. Yeah. So, you know what? I am so glad that you came and joined me on my podcast today. You guys, you have just heard uh, me tap into just a tiny little bit of the treasure that is Carla Mukes. And uh, her story is so inspiring to me. I encourage you to listen to this podcast two or three times because she has dropped so many um, just bombs of wisdom throughout this whole thing that you won't catch them all the first time. And so, um, I'm, I'm already in my brain planning how I'm going to get her back in here to do another one because uh, there's just so much more wisdom that she has to share. And so I just want to say thanks for hanging out with me. Well, thank you. This is my first time. So y'all give me a, you know, give me a pass for this one. Maybe she'll invite me back. <laughs> I will invite her back for sure. Uh, so uh, I think she is an amazing person. She's got some great stuff to say, and it's my privilege to call her friend. And so uh, I just want to thank her for joining me today. And I want to remind you as we end this podcast out, like I always do, to remember that if you look at your life, God's fingerprints are all over it. And no matter what you've been through or what you're going through, God never wastes a thing. Until next time. <laughs>